Okay, guys, we're going to hope that this works and sounds okay because I'm having some technical issues today. I am in a studio and it has been a struggle, but we are going to hope for the best. Today, I want to discuss ghosting, which when this episode comes out, it will be Halloween. So I thought that that was very appropriate. We're going to jump right into it today because like I mentioned, I've been having some technical issues today and I need to get this recorded and I am also now on a little bit of a time limit. So let's jump right in. First, I want to start out by talking about like what ghosting actually is in case people are not familiar with the term ghosting. So of course, as you do, I went on Urban Dictionary and I looked up some definitions. If you haven't been on Urban Dictionary before, it is my preference for looking up words that can be considered slang, I guess, like more trendy words. So if you ever hear something and you're like, what does that mean? Then if you go on to Urban Dictionary, you will very likely find the answer. So I went on Urban Dictionary and I looked up ghosting and I have a few different definitions here. So which they're pretty much all the same, but we have like to avoid someone until they get the picture and stop contacting you. When someone you've been seeing slash in contact with suddenly stops responding and disappear as if they never existed like a ghost, which that's where the term comes from. Or when someone you talk to often suddenly stops speaking to you and ignores all your messages, they become a ghost since it's like they're no longer there. So that's just like a super quick explanation of what ghosting is in case you are not familiar with that term. I think a question that we should ask before we really jump into this is how much time has to pass in order to actually consider it ghosting. And I did look this up. In my opinion, I mean, I think that it depends on your relationship. So if you are with somebody and let's say that you're in a long-term relationship and you have a fight and they disappear for a little bit, like a week or four days or something like that. If you, as long as you feel secure in that relationship, I don't think that I would consider that ghosting because you know that that person is just taking the time that they need and they will come back. But when I was looking this up, uh, most websites, the, the most common answer that I found was three days. So if you go three days without hearing from somebody or like without getting a response back, then you can very likely consider yourself ghosted. Now, in my opinion, 
It is only ever okay to ghost someone if you are dealing with an abusive partner. So we're talking gaslighting, manipulating, if you have concerns for your physical safety, if somebody is disrespecting your boundaries or your requests to be left alone, then for all of those things, I think that ghosting is not only reasonable, but it might actually be the safest option for someone. Now, I put up an IG poll asking if people thought if ghosting was ever okay. And I mean, it was a pretty resounding no, but I'm going to read some of the responses that I got. By the way, if you wanted to ever take part in the polls, just go to my Instagram, which is at Jess Van Rose. So some of the responses that I got Um, so yeah, some of them were literally just like, nope, never, not really, no. But then others where they went into a little bit more of a description. So we have only in situations where someone may feel threatened or in danger. Completely agree. Depends on the circumstances. If they're toxic, abusive, manipulative, then yes, it's likely necessary. Basically exactly what I just said. Um, Interestingly, somebody said, if it's super early, sure, like if you haven't met yet. And that one I kind of want to challenge. I don't personally, I don't think that it matters if you've met somebody yet. I think that if you have started to build a connection and you have invested time in this person, even just in that texting stage, I think that the kind thing to do is to just let them know that you're not really feeling it. You know, it does not at all need to be made into a big deal. Literally just sending them a text saying like, hey, it's been nice getting to know you, but I don't really see this going to like a romantic place or I'm not really feeling the chemistry or anything like that. Like, I think that that's a much more kind thing to do than to just disappear on somebody. One of the answers that I got, she said, technically it's not. And obviously it leads to lots of frustration and self-doubt, but understanding why someone ghosts can be so healing and compassionate both for us and them. People who ghost are mostly afraid of confrontations and truth because of their own history, of course. That is not to say that it's valid, but it's just to say that the person is so engrossed in self-protection and defense for many reasons of their own that they don't even realize mostly how their actions are impacting others. Which, I mean, we're going to get into that. We are going to get into some of the reasons why that might happen, but I feel like she summed it up pretty perfectly. And then we have not at all, but happens way too often if something is toxic as fuck. Yup. And I'd say it's best if the relationship is very detrimental to one's health. So I mean, I feel like most of us are on the same page here with that, that it's really, it's not 
an okay thing to do unless there are like extenuating circumstances. If, like I said, if you are like fearing for your safety or like your safety being your physical safety and also your like mental and emotional safety, like as long as those things are not a concern, then I do think that it's the more respectful thing to do to give somebody just like a heads up, you know, it's likely what you would want. And that's how I try to live my life is like, if I would hope that somebody would have the kindness to tell me if they're not feeling it, even if we haven't even met yet or like whatever stage we're at, then that's how I would want to treat somebody as well. So now to jump more into this, let's talk about why this might have happened, why people ghost and like that response that I just read, like the points that I have written down here is that ghosting comes from a fear of confrontation, commitment, and conflict. So it is very likely that somebody is not just so incredibly heartless that they're like, oh, you know what? This person is not worth my time and I'm just not going to say anything. Maybe that happens, but I choose to believe that people are kinder than that. And the ghosting is not, it doesn't have to do with you, which we're going to get into that next. But It's more about them. It's their fear of confrontation, having that difficult conversation with you. They just, they don't have the capacity to deal with their emotions. I was listening to a podcast the other day and she was saying that like, it's, they don't have the capacity to deal with their activated nervous system. Like it really has nothing to do with you. I think that that's so important to remember because ghosting can be taken so personally, right? Like we are in a relationship, whatever form of relationship that that is. We're in a relationship where there are two people and you share things, you become vulnerable and maybe intimate with this person. And so for them to just disappear on you without having anything to say, like showing such a lack of thoughtfulness and consideration, it it can be really hurtful and that can make it very difficult to not take it personally. But the next point that I want to go into here is that, I mean, like I mentioned before, it does not have to do with you. That person's actions are in no way a reflection of you, your worth, your value, what you bring to the table, and so on. 
this can happen, like ghosting can happen to anybody and has happened to people regardless of their gender, their age, their appearance, their wealth, their race, etc. Like ghosting literally has no bounds. <laughs> it can happen to anybody. I put a poll up on Instagram, another one, asking, like, have you been ghosted? Yes or no? And 94% of people who voted said that, yes, they have been ghosted. 94% of people have been ghosted. Like, this is not something that is rare. This is actually very common. Like I was just saying, this is not, this does not have to do with you. And this is their own fears, which I mean, you have to really come from a very compassionate and understanding place to try and get into this mindset. But if you can see the person that ghosted you as somebody who is simply afraid and that something has likely happened in their childhood to make them face difficult situations this way, I feel like that's easier to accept. Back on the first point when I was talking about why this might have happened, I forgot to mention that if somebody is ghosting you, they very likely have an avoidant or maybe disorganized attachment style, which I might do a full episode on attachment styles. I find them really interesting. But again, I feel like these things, it's not, I'm not saying these things to try and make excuses for this person. I'm saying them because they're things that have helped me to come to terms with what happened because we can't we can't expect the other person to give us closure which I'm going to get into that a little bit later but my next point here is that I want to empower you to not accept less than what you deserve. To risk stating the obvious, ghosting in any relationship is a major red flag. It shows a lack of consideration for their actions and how they may impact you. They're not taking into consideration your feelings like it's a major red flag. They're really only considering themselves and ghosting is very hurtful. The fact that you are listening to this podcast and likely others means that you're probably working on yourself and becoming the best version of you. And someone who ghosts is not in that same place as you. They're not matching your energy. They're not on your level. 
okay, so we need to be with somebody who can match your energy. If you are the person who is showing up for your partner, showing up for your friends, showing up in your relationships, then that is what you deserve. You want to find somebody who can match that, who can match your energy. Okay, I just want to drill that into your head. We want somebody who matches our energy and who is on the same level as us. There is someone or multiple someones out there who will treat you with the respect that you deserve. Now, what can we do to process the pain and to start to let go and move on with our lives? We're going to get into some real talk here, maybe a little bit of tough love, but let's talk about closure. So closure is a feeling that an emotional experience has been resolved. Our brain hates open loops. So when we face something where there isn't a resolution, we're hooked in and cannot stop thinking about it. I don't know about you, but this is what happens to me when, whenever I have been ghosted, It's just like constantly going through your mind, like all of these questions, like why would this person react this way? Why would this person treat me this way? Do they not love me? Do they not care about me? Just all of these constant questions cycling through my brain. And I am sure that I am not alone in that. Think about a TV show. They end the episodes by opening up a new loop so that you'll keep binging it or come back next week to get closure or resolution on what happened. So that's, that is what's happening in our brain. Like the, the loop hasn't been closed. There has been no closure there. And so our brain We're trying to constantly find the end, like we're trying to close that circle. You have all of these questions. Your brain is like searching for these answers and you're not getting them. It's one of the reasons why ghosting hurts so much because it fucks with your mind. But you don't need that person to give you closure. Like I said, I know the feeling of having so many questions and feeling like I need answers to move on, but let's actually think about this. Imagine your person pops back up and says they'll answer your questions. At first, it's like, okay, awesome, that's great. But if you really picture what would happen, that list of questions you have is never going to end. Something new will come up based on their answers to your original questions. And you may also find out information that you might not actually want to know and may hurt more. If we're being really honest with ourselves and digging down past the questions, I think you'll see that you're not actually looking for closure from the person who ghosted you. We're wanting them to take the pain away. 
which they cannot do. And they really cannot give you closure. Something that I've been hearing constantly is you can't search for healing from the person who hurt you. It doesn't work. It's something that you have to give yourself. You have to give yourself that closure. Their silence is your answer. It's not nice or fair, but they have made it very clear that they no longer wish for things to continue as they are. I know that that is a hard thing to hear, but I think that it's important for you to hear, for me to hear, that that is your answer. That is your closure Whatever you had, whatever type of relationship you had, they no longer want that. And they're too afraid to have that conversation with you. If you still feel like you need to contact them, then I want you to trust your intuition. Let's talk a little bit about intuition and those internal messages and knowing the difference. Okay, so if a message, like I'm talking like your thoughts, right? Like your thoughts, your feelings, any internal messaging that you have. If those thoughts are coming across in a panicked, urgent way, then that is actually just fear, and it's your ego. Those are the ones that we don't want to follow. Okay, those are the thoughts that are going to come up like, let's say, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's usually in the evenings where my mind starts ruminating, and I will start feeling anxious. And so I might have a thought come up being like, oh my God, I need to text him. I need to call him. Like, I, like, I can't lose him. This, this can't be ending like this. I deserve an answer. All of these thoughts. Okay. Like, I'm not saying that none of that is valid, but those are panicked and urgent thoughts that you need to set aside. And if you struggle to do that, some ways that you can do it. Mainly it's distracting yourself. So one bet, like an amazing thing that you can do is just move your body. So let's do, let's do some yoga. Let's maybe dance it out. (laughs) I have heard one person say before to literally just like shake your body, which interesting point. I learned, I am not sure where, but that's actually what dogs do. So they're really good about self-regulating, regulating their emotions. And I don't know if you can picture like when a dog comes in and they just like shake their whole body. And, you know, like picture when they come in from the rain. I don't think the rain has anything to do with it. I think in that case, they're trying to like dry themselves off. But it's that same shake. They'll randomly do that. That is actually them regulating their emotions. They're like, oh, I'm too excited. Or 
whatever the emotion is that they're feeling, but that is actually them regulating themselves. So they're like literally just shake it out. Okay. (laughs) Now your intuition is going to be that quieter, calmer voice. The one that seems very stable and I want to use the word knowing, like you just know. That is the voice of your intuition and you will never be led astray when you are following your intuition. It's your inner compass, your inner guidance. It's It is you, like, it's the path that you should take. It's usually the harder choice because sometimes it may feel really great, (laughs) you know? You might think it will feel great to blast this person in a text or a voicemail, but it will likely make you feel worse because this person has already mentally moved on. What I'm trying to say here is that your best course of action is likely to not contact them. It's not a good feeling to reach out to somebody in a negative way, to throw your anger and your hurt on them, and for them to come back and just reject you again. Now, I do feel that it's important that you, if your intuition is telling you to have that conversation, then have that conversation. I don't think that we should be living our lives being afraid of having our feelings hurt. You know, if that was the case, you would never get into a relationship again because you'd be afraid that you would be heartbroken again. So that's not the point I'm trying to make. It's just that I just really want you to listen and pay attention to your intuition. Only contact them if it actually truly feels right to you. And also, if you are going to choose to contact them, I think that it's very important for you to really analyze that before you do it. So ask yourself, what am I actually wanting to get from this? Am I looking for them to respond a specific way? And if they don't respond that way, am I going to be more hurt, more heartbroken? Or is that going to help me feel some resolution to the situation? If you're looking for a specific response and you know that if you do not get that response, it's going to hurt, then I would say don't do it. You need to be protecting yourself, protecting your energy. I want you to constantly remind yourself that you cannot control their behavior. You can only control your own behavior. And now just a few practical things that you can do. So as I mentioned before, the exercise moving your body, that really really helps. Like when you exercise, you're actually moving 
your emotions through your body. You are releasing. You are regulating your emotions. And that's very important to do. Some other things that I have found very helpful is something called flow journaling. So in the morning, set a timer for 10 minutes put your pen to the page and just write stream of consciousness. Just let it flow out of you. Don't take your pen off of that page for 10 minutes. I have found this extremely helpful and actually very healing to do. Another one is meditation. I am a huge believer in meditation. Uh, It doesn't need to be super long. You can throw on a five, 10 minute one. But I think that it's really important and extremely healing and good for you to practice meditation every single day. And interestingly, this is something that I just learned, but we want to do new things. We want to put ourselves into new situations, meet new people, go to new places, just You know, if there's a hobby that you've been wanting to try out, now is the time to try it because this will actually rewire your brain. So when we are in a relationship with somebody, our brain creates neural pathways to that person. And if you maintain contact with this person or like have energy going to that pathway, then it stays active. But If you, obviously we're talking about ghosting, so if you can create new pathways by starting new activities, by doing new things, then the old pathways that are not being used anymore, they will actually fade and it will become easier for you to get through your days without hearing from them. The final thing I want to touch on quickly here is the ghost has returned. So now what? What do we do when that person actually comes back? Like I mentioned before, every situation is going to be different. And again, I want you to listen to your intuition. If you feel like you're actually going to reply to them if you feel like your intuition is telling you to reply to them, then here are some things that I think it's important to keep in mind. It's important to address what happened, both the situation that may have prompted the ghosting and also the ghosting itself. Don't be surprised if this causes them to ghost again. This is very likely to happen unless they've done some growing in the time that you were apart. You know, they ghosted you in the first place, likely because of a fear of having that conversation. So if they come back and you're like, hey, we're going to have this conversation, then unless they have like done some personal development in that time, then they're probably going to disappear again. But I don't think that that is a bad thing. I think that that is what you want to happen. If that person can't have that conversation, if they can't be there to communicate with you, then you cannot have a strong, lasting relationship with this person. Like communication is literally key. Also, I think they should be bringing this up to you. 
apologizing for what happened. And if they don't mention it, then I feel pretty confident in saying that likely nothing has changed. If they're not coming to you and saying like, hey, I'm really sorry about how I reacted to that situation, about how I handled that, then I don't think that anything has likely changed. And if you choose to reconnect with them without addressing the issues, you're signing yourself up for more heartache because down the road, if this never gets addressed, you may grow resentful and likely that issue may still be there and just come up again down the road. Maybe in the time since they ghosted you, you've worked on yourself and your healing and you don't want to respond. And that is totally okay. They chose to end the relationship without communication. You do not owe them anything. It is key that you protect your peace. This is all going to come back to, again, your intuition and what you feel like is the best way for you to handle this, okay? But I just want to say that if you do feel like not responding is the best course of action for you, then that is okay. You do not need to respond. You do not owe them anything. All right, guys, that is what I have for you today. I hope that this was helpful. Come check me out on Instagram at Jess Van Rose and you can participate in any polls that I put up for future episodes or send me DMs and we can chat about episode ideas or anything like that. But I wish you all the best. And if you are dealing with somebody ghosting, just know that you deserve so much better. You deserve somebody who respects you and can have those conversations. And that person is out there. I am sending you so much love. I'll talk to you next week.